0: Oh, the left hand flush. It's time. Live. Oh, my goodness. In the entertainment capital of the world. Bring your lunch. It's the T.C. Martin Show. With a flex of the muscles. Diagnosis. Yes, look at that. Oh, my goodness. Prognosis. So he does a lot of things out on the floor, including dunk. Osmosis. Wow, he can really couch off the floor.
1: It's the doctor. Flush and the hammer for Oliver. We got a five-point game, three minutes to go.
0: The doctor is now in. Hour number two here on this Wild Wednesday edition. Oh, yes. Appreciate Pete Gillen from CBS Sports, the former coach at Virginia and Providence and Xavier for joining us. Uh, that interview up on the website. You can check that out a little bit later on. We continue on here in hour number two. Uh, Brian Salmon's going to join us from News 3 a little bit later on in the hour, but we continue with more college basketball talk this hour with one of the greatest college coaches that we've ever seen. Of course, means a lot here to the Las Vegas community. The one and only Lon Kruger gets ready to join us. The former UNLV coach, Oklahoma, Florida, the Illini, K-State, and I got to throw in Texas Pan-American because he loves it when I mention Texas Pan-American as well. Lon, what's going on, my friend?
1: Hey, thanks. Uh, great to be with you. Great time of year. You know, it's, uh, approaching March madness, uh, conference tournaments, uh, coming up next week. And then of course the selection Sunday, and then right on into the into the play. So it's a great time of year. It's, uh, it's, uh, kind of nail biting for a lot of programs because they're kind of on the bubble and, uh, and need to play well in this last week,
0: you know, Lon, you've been retired now what two years, basically, right? And uh, so I know you're getting further removed from it, but I know you're still following it. But especially, you know, when you have forty plus years into coaching, and again, when that calendar flips to March. You know that, like you just said, i mean it, it's it's tense time, it's like, okay, we can't lose we're you know it's surviving in advance time, right I mean you you got to miss it at it, 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 this time of year, don't you
1: the competition side of it for, for sure, you know people uh, don't fully uh, comprehend unless you've kind of been in it you know the grind of February you know you're into February, your second round of conference play games are hard to win' <laughs> really yeah. hard to win. And especially, uh, you know, as you get into, you know, near the, the conference tournament time, uh, it's, uh, you know, the league, you know, every league is tough. Uh, obviously some leagues uh, nationally are rated higher than others, but every, every league is tough to win conference games. And, uh, you, you enjoy that competition side of it. And yet, uh, you know, it's, so uh, when you've done it for, for a while, uh, you don't mind passing that on to others.
0: I mean, you've been through so many scenarios like this as you, as you prepare for a conference tournament, I know you've been a top seed, you've been a lower seeded team and and that sort of thing. Uh, Just talk a little bit about the experience when you're getting ready to, to play here for the conference championship.
1: You're always hoping uh, as the course unfolds, you'd likely be playing your best basketball at the end of the first week of March and then on into the conference tournament, Uh, you know, you always, a goal of every coach is to get better throughout the year. And, and again, be playing your best basketball, uh, late, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. Uh, it's, it's tough. And, in, uh, in, in terms of uh, being a grind every day, um, you know, obviously injuries enter that, they you know, the teams are, are, are they healthy going into the conference tournament? Are they healthy going into in NCAA tournament? Uh, you know, so many factors enter in and are they playing with confidence and, uh, are or, are uh, or your best players uh, leading the way,
0: Lon? Where would you rather be? You know, would do you like want to be kind of that Cinderella team to sneak up on people at this point in time, or do you want to you know be the favorite? And, and do you got any one of those stories that maybe that your team just went on this like kind of magical run that maybe even yourself deep down inside really didn't fully expect that you'd go that far or that deep.
1: Yeah, we've been in uh, in all those positions, uh, you know, it's a, a higher seed or or perhaps a lower seed that advances the way. So, you know, you'd, you'd rather be the higher seed because over a 32, 33-game schedule, you've proven to be um, one of the better teams, and the better teams have a better chance of winning. Not that they always do come tournament time, but uh, you'd always like to be in a position of, of uh, having uh, the percentages in your favor. Now, the great stories, of course, are those uh, teams that are Cinderella going in and advance deep into the tournament or even win it. So uh, that's what makes March March Madness so appealing to fans across the nation. All the alumni get involved. They all know they have a chance if you get in the tournament. And uh, history has shown some uh, really interesting – Exciting stories.
0: Lon Kruger joins us, uh, one of only three coaches to take five teams to the NCAA tournament, including two Final Fours. Uh, you, you had the Florida run, then you had the Oklahoma run, that was you know semi recently. Um, you know, Lon, uh, talk a little bit about you know each one of those experiences and and how that was for you, whether whether it was maybe expected, not expected, or how special those two teams were.
1: Yeah, those are two good teams. I, I think the Florida team, if I recall, was a, a three seed, and the Oklahoma team, uh, I think, was a two seed. So it wasn't like uh, we were on the one line either time. But certainly, um, any of those uh, top three or four lines, uh, you know, have a better chance of of winning at all. The Oklahoma team, uh, you know, with Buddy yeah. uh, Healed as the as the nucleus, uh, kind of the center point, uh, was terrific. He was uh, just a coach's delight, great energy, great enthusiasm, all about team. Doing well, and they were surrounded by a lot of really good players, similar to the Florida team in '94. Uh, you know, a lot of really good players, not a, a standout individually but a group that really uh, trusted each other, relied on each other, and and ultimately uh, got good results for each other.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Tonight, uh, UNLV, your son Kevin, uh, coaching the Rebels. Uh, and we talked to Kevin just about every week, and we talked about this game tonight against Utah State. Uh, it is senior night. There are eight UNLV seniors here. Uh, but let's talk about the Rebels and the Aggies tonight, uh, Lon. What are you thinking uh, you're going to be ready for here tonight?
1: Yeah, it's an important ball game for both. Uh, anytime you in that last week, you want to, you know, be playing with confidence. You want to get good results so you can kind of springboard into the conference tournament uh, uh, next week. Uh, Utah State's good. They, they they move the ball well. They've got a veteran group. They've got a group that's been together for uh, you know for a couple years, three years, and uh, and that obviously is, is always really important. Uh, Rebels coming off of a really a last second win over Air Force last Friday and uh, feeling good about that. Uh, Yet they know how tough, you know, the challenge will be tonight. Hopefully we can get a good crowd in there and uh, and cheer them on.
0: It is senior night. There are eight seniors there for UNLV. I know you've been through this, uh, you know, many times having senior nights. How much of an extra incentive is there you know, on senior night, either, I mean, for the coach, for those players itself, or a fan base and, and just the team in general. Is that something that, that, you know, you, again, you just kind of, you know, highlight and put a little bit more incentive when you, before you take that floor?
1: Well, probably, you know, there is because you want, you've been together all year, you've gone through a lot of ups and downs and you'd like it to go out. You know, the seniors to go out on a positive note, and uh, now once the ball's thrown up and it's tapped off uh, it, it's not going to make too much difference but uh you'd like to to see for your senior teammates to go out uh, feeling good about their last uh game in uh thomas and mac and uh and that challenge will be tough but uh once once it starts uh I don't think folks are thinking too much about that.
0: All right. You know, it is a, a different time now with the transfer portal and you're having, you know, say fifth year seniors, you know, come to the program and Kevin, you know, ha- has that himself here on this UNLV team. It, you've seen the, the involvement of this game and, and where we are at with that. Is senior night maybe a little bit different now where maybe, you know, these seniors do not have that connection, uh, either with their teammates or the fan base really doesn't have that connection because, uh, we got so many players, you know, coming and going and and talk a little bit about you know where it is now compared to you know where it was before when you had players that were at least staying two and three years and sometimes even four years.
1: And that's a good point uh, you know you know, a decade ago you know generally senior night meant uh, you're, you're kind of moving you know folks that have been in a program for you know generally four years and uh, now today with the transfer portal and uh, combined with the NIL uh, that. that it's not the same game. It's not the same roster uh, for the most part. Uh, so it's a little bit different, but still, you develop those connections, and uh, you'd love for, for the seniors to go out on a positive note.
0: Mm-hmm. So we go back to UNLV here. I know that uh, you're, you're watching, you're there, most of the home games. I mean, how closely are you, are you watching this? Are you going to any road games, Lon? And how invested kind of, do you feel in you know, Kevin's team here?
1: Well, certainly invested uh, out of interest for the rebels, and also uh, when your son's coaching, uh, naturally invested. Uh, we we go to all the home games. Uh, been to a, a game, or you know, I guess two games on the road. But uh, those that uh, in San Diego, quite frankly, uh, one in December and then one last month. Uh, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's been an interesting year. Been a lot of ups and downs. A good start. And then, um, you know, just lack of consistency has probably been their biggest challenge individually and as a team. And and certainly, um, you know you can always point to uh, injuries as, as being a contributing factor. But you know, people really don't care about that. You know, it's all about the result. But uh but uh, when they've been healthy and, and and playing well, they've been pretty good. When they've uh, you know you know been in those moments when they haven't been as consistent, you know they they've struggled. And they've, they've lost some tough ballgames. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know they kept their heads up though they continue to work hard and uh, hopefully they'll uh, get a good uh, good uh, boost during this last week or two.
0: See, I see what you're doing there, Lon. You know you're, you're selectively making those road trips to San Diego. I don't see you making any trips to Laramie, you know, or the Colorado State or some of those places. No, I, I see. I see where you're going with that.
1: Well, it, of course, I can argue that it's more about the proximity than the than the weather. You know, but. <laughs> Probably both contributed. (laughs) Right,
0: exactly. All right, so you just touched a little bit about how you felt uh, the – the rebels are, are are playing here, but I want you to kind of take the the overall approach here. We know that UNLV got off to this this great start, this ten and zero start, and then once Mountain West Conference play hit, uh, they have been you know up and down. They've had some injuries. Uh Give me your synopsis here. How do you feel that this team has played once they got into conference play, and how do you feel that the you know they are here you know heading into the stretch run?
1: Well, they haven't played as well as they would have liked to, for sure. You know, anytime you. You know, you look at records, uh, you know, that that's what counts. And uh, they're disappointed uh, to not have won. They lost some, some close ball games. Uh, that's the way it is with a lot of teams in the country. Uh, winning those uh, games that go inside the last minute or two are, are the difference between uh, having a really good year and one that you're frustrated by. So, overall, uh, you know, again, you know, they're probably uh, frustrated by conference play. Uh, well, most importantly, the inconsistency. Mm-hmm you know again as a result of individuals and teams but uh but that's the nature of some years you got to fight through it and and uh they'll have a, a you know you know you know continue to get better and and uh you know hopefully uh play well these last two weeks
0: all right so how do you feel that head coach is doing over there i mean are are are, 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 are you a tough uh you know a, a tough professor there you know and uh, you know the mentor and the pupil there i mean let's let's hear about that
1: no, not, not necessarily tough, I hope. Uh, it's early, uh, invested, like you say. Yeah. And, uh, no, he's, uh, he, he, you know, time a coach, uh, anyone, uh, you know, you'd like to be consistent. And that's probably the thing that's frustrated Kev more than anything else. And, uh, you know, his objective and his job is help them to play consistently good basketball. And, uh, when that doesn't happen, and again, injury or not, you know, that's, that's not really the, the, you know, what's important. The important, uh, is, uh, are you, are you, Helping them be as good as consistently good as they possibly can be, so he frustrated by that, yeah. and yet uh um, you know, again, under several practices, and these guys have worked hard and their attitude's been good, and uh, they they continue to, to want to do well, and uh, hopefully they will down the stretch here,
0: you know, like you said, you know he's only in his second year as a head coach here and his own admission, I mean he's always been you know open and honest and saying, you know hey, you know still you know kind of learning uh things here, what is the best advice? That you have given him or could give him, you know, obviously with your experience and everything, and not just you know the the coaching realm, but just again, you know, knowing this the community here in UNLV and everything. But what's the best advice that you've given him?
1: Well, whether it's Kev or any other coach, we're always going to talk about you know you know coaching him hard, you know, being positive, being upbeat, you know you know you know coaching to play the game the right way. You know, getting good possessions, both defensively and offensively, and and just be consistent day to day. And, again, that's the boys' camp's objective uh, or any other coach that we talk to. And, and, uh, you know, obviously easier said than done. And there's a lot of uh, external factors that come into all of that. But uh, that's your goal is to help them play as well as they possibly can, you know, and get a little better, uh, you know, week after week.
0: Lon Kruger joins us uh, talking about UNLV basketball in the Mountain West Conference tournament coming up here next week uh lon you've been watching this this uh, conference now for what two years up close and personal uh what is your viewpoint of uh of this year's mountain west
1: well it's very good it was very good last year in getting four teams yeah. to the ncaa and uh and this year those really those same four teams uh you know i guess the utah state you know you know he's kind of replaced wyoming you know, from last year to this year, but they're, they're an old group. They've been together. They, uh, the value of, uh, of culture, the value of uh, experience, you know, uh, it obviously it's played out in the Mountain West Conference, San Diego State, uh, Boise, uh, State, Nevada jumped into that picture, uh, Utah State now. I mean, those are, those are veteran groups that have been together a while. And, uh, and that uh, definitely pays off uh, especially when you get into conference play
0: is there a dark horse team uh, that you may put a little run together that you can see here uh, next week at the Mountain West
1: you know watching uh, watching San Jose State uh, the job they've done here late you know they've uh, they've done a really really good job in getting it turned around and they've got you know again a couple players that are really uh, at the core of that uh, Tim Miles has done a good job the coaching in this league is really good you know all the coaches do a good job and uh but i think i think going in you'd have to think um uh, you know those four teams at the top plus San Jose State. you know new mexico got off to a great start they've struggled a little bit with uh maintaining that but um those are all. Those are all good. Good quality basketball teams. All
0: right. Changing gears a little bit here, Lon. But then, I, you know, from a coach's perspective, I don't know how closely you've been following the situation that's gone on at Alabama and uh, the situation, very unfortunate situation that they're going through because they're having a great season. Uh, they spent some time number one. Now they're currently number two behind Houston. Uh, fantastic year. I don't know how well you know Nate Oates or not. But, uh, you know, again, the situation there where you have, you know, one of your players and, and he's going to be a lottery pick, uh, in NBA and Brandon Miller. Um, you know, apparently, again, allegedly, uh, driving a car that had a, that had a gun uh, delivered to an, an ex teammate. Uh, unfortunately, there was a murder that was involved. Uh, Brandon Miller continues to play here. Uh very tough spot for Nate Oates. It seems like here, and I know that uh, you know conventional wisdom or conventional like as criticism is that maybe Alabama has not handled this situation. You know, maybe uh, the the best way. Um, give me your thoughts about, about this, you know, when you have a a situation like this as a head coach, what this is like, especially when you're coming towards your conference tournament time and, and, and you've got your sights set on a potential final four run.
1: Well, anytime there's lots of life, uh, you know, the, the game itself, uh, you know, certainly takes a back seat. I mean, there's so many things to think about and, the concern for those families uh, of the victim. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a position that you don't want to see anyone, any, let alone a coach be involved in. Uh, I clearly, like most people, don't have nearly enough information to form a, an opinion as to are they handling it well or not. Uh, you know, the, the tough part is you get all the rumors out there and you get all the, you know, the conjecture and speculation and, uh, and, uh, you know, in Alabama's judge. Without really, you know, folks knowing, you know, the inside information. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it's a terrible situation because the young person lost her life, and uh, that family's, uh, you know, going to struggle with that um, as, un- and that's understandable. And uh, and again, so you just don't want that for for any any family or any program.
0: Yeah. Uh, have you ever had to go with, uh, through anything like that in one of your programs, or something like this happened to one of your players that that impacted uh, the, the team or a community like that?
1: But not with not with uh, loss of life involved. Right. I mean, you have different degrees of uh, of um, you know concern. You know, whether it be uh, you know someone's uh, fighting an illness, or mm-hmm. you know a young guy comes down with, with cancer or a family member, you know, is fighting a, a disease. I mean, you have that over 45 years for sure, but uh, but not to the point where, uh, you know, a young person lost a life.
0: You know, when you are a coach, you know, in a situation like that, what is the best way to to handle, you know, y- your team going through that type of, of adversity, especially when, you know, you, you've got a common goal in mind here to, uh, you know, to go as deep as you possibly can here and try to, you know, get that NCAA tournament uh, championship.
1: But most importantly, you communicate with your guys and uh, and try to you know again every case is going to be unique and and different in its own way. But um, you know just try to you know try to you know communicate with them the significance of whatever it is that you're dealing with. Uh, you know the, all the emotions involved and 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 really the different uh, perspectives because uh, you know one person of the player you know on a team might have one perspective, but perspective, but you know uh, maybe that another a teammates. Mother has passed because of an illness. I mean, so just just wanting them to be aware as much and uh, and to show the proper concern and uh, and have as complete of an understanding as
0: possible. All right, all right. We know that you're uh, watching UNLV quite a bit, fully invested. We we obviously know that, but how much basketball? Outside of UNLV in the Mountain West, have you been watching? I'm sure that you you continue to watch, you know, that Oklahoma team and some of your other teams as as well too. But uh, in general, how much uh, college hoops have you been watching?
1: Well, not not unlike other years, uh, I have more time now yeah. for sure. So. But you know, you're watching um, Well, I didn't know you if know, you were
0: watching the Cartoon Channel, and you're doing more babysitting. <laughs> you're you're doing more grandpa duty, or or you know, hey, uh, forget you know, forget we're not going to watch uh, Barney anymore. No, we're going to go back to ESPN. I I need to see this Big Twelve matchup. Also, I'm wondering what's yeah, well, going on in that household over there. Well, the
1: the grandparent duty definitely takes priority. No no <laughs> doubt about that. You know for sure. But no, if, if the TV's on and and a uh, coaching friend or. You know, someone that we know, uh, certainly will watch, will watch the game, but, uh, but not, uh, not, uh, we got a chance to. To uh, have lunch or, or dinner with the grand granddaughters, uh, we'll, we'll definitely do that
0: first of all. That's outstanding. Hey, real quick, uh, you you did spend time in the NBA, you know, coaching with the, the Atlanta Hawks, and obviously the NBA is uh, and now we're seeing you know games, uh, you know, in the one seventies, you know, one sixties, and we're seeing <laughs> these individual performances not only of forty point games, but fifty and sixty and seventy one point games. When you look at the NBA now compared to you know when you coached, I mean, what is your thoughts about this
1: oh, it's a, the it's a players league number one and uh, anything they can do to to promote opportunity for players to have success you know the nba is going to do that and you know they're battling for the entertainment slot uh like a lot of different uh, you know you know folks are and uh and they've done a good job i mean they they do a great job of uh you know kind of creating uh you know like like football you know you know it's an offensive you know you know biased league uh NBA has become that as well, wanting people to score, wanting you know, you know, they, they love seeing the scores up there because you know that's what fans love. So uh, yeah, it's a different time. It's a different time for sure, and uh, and uh, those folks that played uh, back in the 80s and 90s for sure, uh, you know, wished uh, offensively anyhow wish they had the rule that they had today.
0: <laughs> Do you spend much time watching the NBA? Do you have an interest in it? Again, just you
1: know. You know, former you know players, perhaps yeah. uh, if they're on for sure, you know. But as far as uh, you know, uh, just watching the NBA to, to watch, it, you know, every a game a day, that that's definitely not the case. But right. but if we're uh, we're here and we know that uh, one of our former players is playing, then we'll certainly tune into that.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Final couple things here for Lon Kruger joining us. How about the Lady Rebels? Have you got a chance to watch Lindy LaRock's team and the Lady Rebels just having a fantastic season? Uh, NCAA tournament bound, we're sure. But uh, have you got a chance to to watch them?
1: I have. An unbelievable job. I mean, Lindy, of course, does a terrific job. And uh, the players, they don't even go through a conference season undefeated. Uh, that pretty much speaks for itself because conference games are hard to win. <laughs> and uh, regardless uh uh, yeah, they've done a great job, and uh, they're fun to watch, and uh, and hopefully they'll uh, continue success in the conference tournament. Certainly uh, expect them to, and then of course in the NCAA. So yeah, just a fantastic year, and certainly happy for Lindy and uh, and their
0: squad. You know, like you said, Lon, it, it, people probably don't realize this, but man, yeah, as a coach, I mean, it is tough to win games, it, especially conference games, and especially like you said earlier in that second set of games in February. And I know some fans are looking about, well, look, at you want to be, they, they were, you know, the women, they were, they, they only won by five last night, or they they only <laughs> won by one. And then you see these other games where they're winning by 30 or 40 points. It's like, oh, wait, wait a minute. The other team is showing up too. And there's quali- there there are scholarship players on every team, but it is kind of funny how sometimes when you have a dominant team like this, and sometimes fans will say, well, you're not winning by enough. <laughs>
1: Well that would be a good problem to have. Now, I'm right? sure Lindy's not <laughs> distracted by that at all. <laughs> it's, uh you know, from a coaching perspective, uh you know, you win and uh and, and go to the next one and uh and uh, they've done a great job and uh and uh, like you say the margin in many of those has been, you know, much higher than normal for sure, but uh, a win is the win when you get in conference play and prepare for the next one.
0: All right. Uh, UNLV and Utah State tonight, senior night, and Alon will be out there. I look forward to, to seeing you. Of course, uh, one of the greatest coaches uh, in college basketball history, and of course, thought very fondly of by UNLV fans. Uh, and of course, you, you know, Alon, the work that you do, you and Barb, with Coaches versus Cancer. Uh, real quick, talk a little bit about that because that's something that is obviously on everyone's mind. It gets a lot of promotion and I know that, uh, you know, you have the, the fundraisers that take place, you know, in the summertime, uh, wh- wh- how much of that are you, are you working on currently right now?
1: It spending a lot of time on that. And I appreciate the opportunity to, to mention that because uh, everyone's been touched by cancer and anything we can do to raise dollars, uh, for research you know, these doctors do such a great job. We need to keep giving them uh, as many tools as we possibly can in terms of advancement. And there's been a lot of advancement. You know, in the 30 years uh, from for coaches versus cancer, raised over $145 million. And coaches have done a great job uh, using that platform to advocate for others to join that fight. Uh, one of the things we're doing now is uh, the Road to Recovery program is a American Cancer Society program where, you know, volunteers provide drives. For cancer patients to their treatments whether it be uh, you know radiation or or chemo or whatever you know uh you know having cancer and battling that's tough enough if uh, we can help them by giving them a ride to and from their treatments it really helps uh, in their fight against cancer so we're always looking for volunteers there and uh, and uh, we need to to serve more folks uh, with cancer that uh, that live in the las vegas area
0: lon tell our listeners how they can you know help and volunteer
1: yeah, great. Well, you know, cancer.org slash drive is online. You can get the information there, or the phone number is 800 227 2345. And again, uh, we'll have about um, 800 requests for rides from cancer patients during the 2023 year. And right now, because of the limited number of volunteers we have, we'll accommodate only 200 of those. So that means 600 people with cancer are having to find a way and maybe uh, have a Son or daughter take off work, which becomes costly, you know, to get a ride, or, or depend on the the you know the public trans you know transportation system, which now they're worried about catching a ride and getting treatment done in time. So there's a lot of issues that come up. So those, you know, the those volunteer drivers are so much appreciated, and uh, you know, being a volunteer driver myself, uh, I can tell you it feels very good when you help someone in there uh, that, that's battling cancer.
0: Well, I know how dedicated you are to that, uh, you and Barb and everyone else and all the coaches throughout college basketball do a fantastic job. Uh, 30 years, okay. Uh, 30 year anniversary now on a, with coaches versus cancer has raised so much money, millions upon millions of dollars. Lon, always great talking with you. It's great seeing you. Hopefully we'll, we'll see you tonight. Uh, Mount West conference tournament. Uh, we got a regional here, the NCAA tournament. Hopefully I'll see you at the final four again, like I did last year. And, uh, oh, Always great catching up with you, my friend. And uh, I promise to reach back out to you to to have you on as we go through the course of the tournament because I know our listeners love uh, you know hearing your take on college basketball. Thanks, C.C. It was a pleasure. Appreciate it. Take care, my man. There he is, Lon Kruger. Fantastic job uh, that he does with coaches of cancer. Again, only one of three coaches to take five teams to the NCAA tournament, including two Final Fours. All right. How about a little trivia as we go to the break here? How about this? All right. I mentioned that Lon Kruger is one of only three coaches to take five teams to the NCAA tournament. Name the other two. If you could do that, we've got comedy tickets for you. The Comedy Cabaret at the Westgate, Las Vegas. Also got Motown tickets if you'd like to go see the great Motown show. All right. 221 7283 is the number. 221 7283. Area code, of course, 702 221 7283. All right, Long Kruger, one of only three coaches to take five teams to the NCAA tournament. All right, who are the other two coaches? We got tickets for you at the Westgate, so call in with that. <laughs> Check out his big stethoscope <laughs> or not. It's the Dr. T.C. Martin. All right, don't forget to come on and join us Friday at the Westgate Las Vegas, the world famous Superbook. Oh, yes, yeah, so our Friday extravaganza with your college basketball nice madness. Because the madness is around us. And don't forget about the fantastic time there at Hoop Central. Coming your way March the 16th, 17th, and 18th. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. The 4K video wall inside the International Theater. Watch all your college hoops. And, of course, we'll be broadcasting live Thursday and Friday of uh, the first round of the NCAA tournament. So, yes, each and every Friday. And plus the first round of the tournament. We will be there. All right. Our good friend. Brian Salman was on location with us last Friday, and there he is. It is not John Wayne you're hearing in the background, but B Sal knows this song. He used to rap to this song back in the day in the Valley Joe.
2: <laughs> Rapid dude. Wow. Wow. You get the introductions are usually fantastic. He didn't put me up with rapping Duke. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. This is a horrible song, but it used to be the bomb back in the day. I can't believe I actually used to like this song.
0: See, now it's thinking the same thing. So, you know, when Nupcho's going, okay, we got to, what What can we do, like, uh, for, for B-SAL's open here that, you know, just have some fun with it. I go, we got to go rapping Duke, because I know how he used rap. to like this song. But you're right. And, and I told Chuck this in the break. I go, that's one of the worst songs of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I just
2: looked up. Do you know when this came out? Take a while, to guess. Do you know when it came out? Uh,
0: I would say like 84, 83, 84. I say 84, yeah. Wow. Is that right? That's very good. It says 84. Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, I remember, I gotta remember that, man. that, B-Sal, I was in the height of my DJ days back then, man. I was in the height of it. And I, and I remember getting uh. this and, uh, you'll appreciate this. So when I used to get all of my records, and my 12 inches back in the day, they came from actually New York City, but my record guy was based in Fairfield. So I would get him, I would get him shipped to me. But every once in a while, if some a shipment just came in and I couldn't get it mailed, and I had a gig like that weekend, I'd have to make the jump from Sacktown to Fairfield. And one of those times the rapping Duke was on the was on top. And I go, What is this? And I play this, and I go, I can't play this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can't play this. I could still oh, see the label. Man. I could still. It was like some brown label or something like that. The twelve inch. I could, I can still see it. I go. What? Because I'm thinking rap and Duke. It's like, I'm thinking like Captain Rap. rap. I don't know if you remember Captain Rap. I mean, Disco Daddy, Captain Rap. Oh, man. Come on. Let's go. Bad Times, Captain Rap for B-Sal. See, it doesn't sound familiar. I mean, I'm going to have to take your brother card away from you again. I mean, come on. Valley Joe, Northern California. I I mean, that's it. that's my it. my card is secure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not giving up my card without a fight. <laughs> B side, if you don't like this, all right, you don't not only like basketball, but you do not like old school R and B rap, baby. Captain Rap, baby. Yeah. Oh, that's it. No, I'm leaving. I'm putting the headset down. B side, you're on your own. I'm dancing. Oh, you dancing. Oh, wow. This guy, is old music. I, can't stand, I, stand where you can't
2: stand. I do not, I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. <laughs> Look at this, man. This is, oh. this is the 80s. This is 83, 84, man. Come on. Nah, I, I don't know this song. I know plenty of songs from that era. Cause I, I mean, I bought I, I told you the first albums I ever purchased two records. I bought The Fat Boys and I bought Run DMC's first album. Here you go, listen to this. Come on. Check out the rap. Oh, wow. The skunk was born and his death was a Another life ended all too soon. With was a tag on the show in room. Bad times. Oh, this is, that's good music, though. Yeah, it is. See, music.
0: there it is. There that's you go. Good music. See, yeah, that's good music. So anyway, that's all I'm saying. But yeah, uh, that's I, I remember, I, I remember I was one of the first guys to play this at the clubs and it was like, wow, this is it, You're right. It didn't, it wasn't commercial. It didn't catch on until like much, much later. But yeah, there's a lot of those songs that dude, I used yeah. to, I used to get like 40 or 50 of these 12 inches like every week or two. And I would just, you know, have to listen to them and, and I, it was like rate a record almost. Okay. We're going to play this one. Not going to play this one. That sort of thing. And the rap and Duke that went on the, that went in the giveaway pile. There it is. That, that, that ended up, <laughs> you know the, your, that went up at your, whatever it was, your thrifty over in, uh, in, in, in Vallejo. There you go. That, oh, you're thrifty. Now we had a record store in Vallejo. I, it must've been like tower
2: records or something like that. Yeah. And I, I'm looking, I had to look it up, man. I bought, I bought the fat boys album. Their first album, it came out in 83, 84. I bought that album with Run DMC's album. That came out in 84. The first records I ever bought. And um, I used to hear about music because my older brother lived in Philadelphia and he would send me tapes, literally cassette tapes with mixes um, from back in Philly. And that's where I heard like request lines for the very first time. There's a bunch of different songs that were on there. You know, because, you know, they had better music back in in Philadelphia. All the rap music was there first. Right. And, you know, we were getting stuff like, uh, I don't know if you remember Ice-T. He had a song called Reckless. Yeah, 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 Um, yeah. yeah, That that probably came out in, like, 83, 84, like, back when Breaking the Movie came out and everything else. So, man, I love that. That's good music, man. It takes me back to when I was, like, a kid.
0: There it is. Uh, No, those (laughs) mid-80s, man, Are you you early to mid-80s. uh, no they can't beat it man can't beat it there it is There's
2: happy your... feel good music man feel yes good
0: music. yes yeah not not the gangster lyrics uh that you got in the 90s and all that stuff no just it was just feel good music good beats and uh in rap that you could actually understand what the words what was being said <laughs> seriously right you mean yes, you mean you don't yes. understand <laughs> Yeah, right. I don't know what the heck that yeah. was. Like. That was the number one hit this year. Yeah. The number one hit this year was that? What's he talking about, b yeah. You know what he's talking about? That, look,
2: that's the mumble. Yeah, the mumble rap. Man, that's basically <laughs> how they. I, I feel like I get off my lawn when I listen to music nowadays. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. But then I will say this: when, you know, like the music came out in the 90s, like you call it gangster rap, but it was like, you know, that kind of music. When Ice Cube had his first album, America's Most Wanted, and, and Death Certificate, mm-hmm. that, I mean, that time of my life, that's the time, that music was like a soundtrack to my life. Like, you know, those yep. young kids, you know, wanting to fight and angry and everything else, man, like you, you, uh the whole Rodney King situation, all kinds of stuff. Like, you grow up, like that music was, that music that you felt, you know what I mean? You felt, just like James Brown back in the day, you know, had music that, uh, or um, or Marvin Gaye had music that my dad would feel. You know what I mean? What's going on and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That that '90s music, that angry music, was like our era as well. Unfortunately,
0: I, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, uh, there, there probably is a, you know truth to the rumor that you were probably conceived to let's get it on, Marvin Gaye. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, my my parents are both from Motown, Philly, and you know, there's a lot of uh, like the stylistics. I think yeah. a bunch of groups that came from Philly. Yeah. So. Probably. <laughs> uh, I think I was probably already born when this song came
0: out, so I don't think it's that one. <laughs> uh, hey, you never know, man. You never know. <laughs> hey, funny. Oldie goldie, baby. All right. Oh, man. Hey, speaking of being angry and everything, man, uh, we, we saw you on Friday. We appreciate you coming out to the Westgate on Friday. Uh, uh, did, did, you, did you make it out uh, Saturday to the boxing? I don't want to bring up a sore subject, but did did you make it out there?
2: Oh yeah, no, I, I went out there. It it's a sore subject just because it, it hurts my feelings or whatever, but uh, I absolutely had to go out there because I had to go support my teammate. So good. Mate. Uh my guy Josh, who he fought 175 pounds, obviously Wayne McCulloch, he trains him as well. And I sparred with Josh and everything else to help him get ready, to help me get ready. And he went out and he won. He won a belt. He won his uh he won his fight. It was great to see. And then this is the part that just drives me crazy is right after his fight. The guy whom I was supposed to fight, he had his fight. So there's three guys that were in my bracket initially, end up being two. And uh, so the two guys fought right after my my buddy Josh, and I watched them with uh, Jesse and with Wayne. Wayne, And... The guy that I would have fought, like, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been close. It wouldn't have been
0: close at all. Remember, we were talking about this. I go, what do you know about the guy and this and that? What do you think? And then, you know, I told you what Jesse said. He goes, man, I feel sorry for the guy who's going to get in the ring with B Sal. And so I think I predicted, I said, it'd be no contest. So after you saw the guy fight and you know that you would have crushed the guy, right?
2: No, absolutely. I mean, Wayne was like, man, you would have not, you would have beat him easily. Those were his direct quote.
0: Uh-huh. And then
2: Jesse, if you ask Jesse now, he'll tell you, he kept telling, he's like, Brian, you're, you should be happy you didn't fight that guy because it would have been an embarrassment to that guy. Like he would have, I was like, of course. I want him to know he shouldn't have even been in a ring with me, but he's like, you would have, like you would have demolished the dude. Like he watched it. The guy was the way that, and you hate saying that because, you know, should have, could have, woulda, and, You know, it's different if you're in the ring and everything else. Like, I get all that, but, um, like, you, for the most part, you can see what you can do. You know what you can do. You know what I mean? And dude looked like he was 10 years older than me. He was the same age, got tired. He couldn't throw punches right. Like, it was, uh, it was brutal watching because. Oh my God. Okay. That's
0: okay, man. You're, yeah, no, you'll, you'll come back, get a better kid. opponent, uh, you know, a few months down the road. It's all good, brother. But, you know, uh, that, 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 you got- it's past you now. It's past you. You don't have to even think about it anymore. Okay. That, that, that date on the calendar is gone. It's time to move on. Let's go.
2: It It is, but it'll be motivation for training still. But, uh, the guy was trained by Jeff Mayweather. So it wasn't like he had a horrible trainer. Oh, good. And he's a local guy. He's a local guy. And I, I text Wayne on today's Wednesday. I text Wayne yesterday or Monday. And, uh, yeah, Monday night. And I asked him, I was like, what do you think about reaching out to Jeff and asking the guy if he wants to spar?
0: Oh, <laughs> there you go.
2: Just as far, you know, and I, or, or should I wait until the next one and just surprise him if he fights again? He's like, man, you should just surprise him with a knockout. I was but, like, okay, that's fine, because, you know, I, I don't did. want to to do it after the fact, talking about, yeah, let's get it on now, and all, you know, that, like that. That is
0: true, because this poor guy, I mean, well, did this guy, did this guy actually win, or did he lose his fight? He lost, right? He won. Oh, he the won guy the fight. That I was to fight. Wow! So yeah, he, so there's he,
2: three of them. So I was supposed to fight the guy who actually won, and then the winner of our fight was going to fight the guy that he ended up fighting. Well, no, wait a minute. Wins. I, I have
0: I have a different feeling now. You see, I thought that you know you're saying that how how bad that guy was, and it would have been no contest. But if he ended up winning, then I think I would try to have Wayne reach out to Jeff and say, "Hey, let's let's do a little spar because this guy will be a little full of himself right now." Right now, if he would have just you know got his ass beat, you know, then you wouldn't want to go and, <laughs> and, and pound him down. Then I'd say no, just wait. No, Wayne. no, no. But now, you know, you you it might do you some good to do this. It might do you some good to you know just to go and say yeah, and then this guy's feeling a little full of himself. Yeah, yeah, but he's got you know, like after the night that night, you know, he went out and partied
2: hard as he should and celebrated his win. You know what I mean? So, and he he's done with his training, so he, that's an excuse. There's a built-in excuse there with that, right? You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, I'm not in the shape that I was of going into the fight and whatever. whatever. I mean, <laughs> I'll let him have it, man. I, I yeah, oh, but I'm telling you, look, t- next time you see Jesse, just ask him. Say, hey, Jesse, man. Do, Brian said that you. Uh, it's just I don't know. I heard about what happened with Brian. Right. Right. What did you think about the guy that he was supposed to fight? Don't put any words in his mouth and ask what he says. I will
0: I'll make sure I record it too. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, uh. The record button yes, be on. Please do. <laughs> All right. That's great. He is Brian Salmon over at News Three. What you working on for tonight, man? Uh, dang, it's three forty
2: nine. Um, I'm getting ready to <laughs> go. I'm looking at the clock. Oh man, yeah, you, you should be working.
0: You should be working. That's right. What are you doing? You're you're sitting there Whoa. bsing with me about music and <laughs> there and you go. Boxing shows that you know that uh, you're supposed to be part of. Yeah, this, no problem.
2: No, nah, this is better than work. But I've been up since man since six forty five this morning. To take my girls to school, and then I went to the UFC today because UFC
0: two eighty five. I know you're a huge. MMA fan <laughs> in the UFC. Well, but um, I know that John Jones what? was speaking today because our girl Heidi Fang, uh, she was going to uh, try to come on with this today, but she was uh, says she's I'm waiting for John Jones. So yeah, you can tell us all about he was that. Late, of course he was. He was
2: late an hour. What a yeah, shock! Late an hour.
0: Are we shocked yeah. or what? Come on. Yeah, but uh, well, I mean, he gave great
2: sound, but Heidi was right next to me. So matter of fact, when I was shooting the interview, with Heidi was in my ear taking pictures. You can hear her camera clicking in my interview Oh yeah. or during the interview. <laughs> By the way, I need to tell Heidi about that. Heidi, I really yeah. want to. Know. She so, gets
0: she gets too carried away. Hey, girl, one shot'll do. Okay, that's enough already.
2: Literally, it's like, click, 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 click throughout the entire interview. Yeah, but
0: um,
2: no. So John Jones was there. Obviously, came back as a heavyweight. First fight as a heavyweight. Hasn't fought in three years. It was good to hear him talk. So I have, I'll have that. I'll be live out at T-Mobile Arena for the Golden Knights tonight, so they're playing against Carolina. Right. Their first meeting with Carolina this season, and the Golden Knights just had their um, their uh, points streak snapped. They had nine games post-All-Star break in which they scored points in every single game, and they're in first place in the Western Conference. So they play tonight against Carolina, so we have that. And then... Um, uh, that's probably all that I'll have
0: tonight. Now, oh, and then UNLV. Yeah, UNLV, so, the so, running rebels. So, so you are well. not. So I'm not going to see you at the UNLV game. You're go, you're opting for VGK instead. So are you sending Jesse out to uh, the Thomas and Mac or what? Jesse is not working.
1: Wow. And...
2: Uh, unfortunately, we don't have resources to do both. Oh God, I was going to say, what kind of
0: sports department is this over there? That's, I just, do you need somebody? Yeah, will oh, we, we, we absolutely need somebody, but I mean, that's
2: that's I don't have the power
0: <laughs> or if, if or the, the funds, Numb you'd, you'd be working for free, Numb There you go. He got yeah, he got he, yeah, he, he got silent all of a sudden. <laughs> I do He do you know that, that Numb is Lindy LaRocque's water boy? You do know that. He's doing his best, Adam Sandler personage. No, I saw I saw Chuck at the fight.
2: Yeah, at the fight, at the game. Excuse me, I was when I took my daughters to the game. I yep. saw Nunchuck there. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man,
0: of course. Yeah, yeah. How
2: about how about Lenny the Rock and crew and them winning, uh, going eighteen and zero?
0: Love it. Eighteen man. and zero. Love it. Yeah, she will be with us tomorrow. So there's a there's a promo. She will be on the show tomorrow. Uh, always love it when uh, when when she comes on. But uh, yeah, we'll be talking. We'll be talking UNLV Lady Rebels, and uh, I want to see them do some damage. I want to see them win at least a game in the NCAA tournament because they're going. I mean, you know, they're oh, going. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt about yeah. it. I mean, twenty-eight and yeah. two. Come on. So just think about that, B. Sal. They, they could have over thirty wins when they go in the NCAA tournament. How sweet is that going to be?
2: How crazy, man! That's dope. That's dope. And as a matter of fact, I, I should. Why, why did I not say this? I also have an interview with Lenny the Rock. Uh, that she did with our sister station up in Reno and I will have that tonight as well. Outstanding.
0: Outstanding.
2: Uh, yeah. Now I you have some of that tonight as well. Six o'clock.
0: Your sister station, is that uh I think I, I met the the girl that does that. Is it is it a female? Yes. Yeah. I met her yes. before. She comes down here every now and then. Yeah. Yes. Her name is Shannon. Shannon yes. Kelly. She's actually. Yeah. She's from Las Vegas, actually, but she went to
2: school at Reno. Yeah. To uh, I think she played softball up there, but she works for our sister station. And basically, we have a sports station up in Reno, like one that we would have loved to form down here, but it's a uh, it's um, Nevada Sports Network, NSR, and they. So actually, this is a good place to talk about it. They're broadcasting the game this weekend between between um, UNLV and Nevada Reno, and it'll be on our station, the CW, but produced. And Shannon will probably be in the broadcast uh, up in Reno. So, the Nevada Sports Network they hold all like the Nevada Wolfpack games. So, yeah, we'll have that on our air. So there's your pr- promotion for that, A little little promotion for the uh, Channel 3 team.
0: You got to love it, man. All right. Well, we'll let you get back to work, man. You know, you know, like I said, get ready. Be Sal. Look at him now. Uh, you going to brave the, the cold elements or outside and, and do your live man. shot. you going to be inside. What are you going to do, man?
2: Man, I really, really, really should have gone inside. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of ways. Like, man, I do not want to be outside for this thing, man, but – I'm like, I'm going to be outside. What do My mean? What's the big debate?
0: What, I don't get it. What's the big debate? You're going inside. What do you mean? You don't have to be outside. No one wants to see no, you all bundled up in your little brown jacket with your gloves. No one wants to see that <laughs> with that goofy hat that you got on. Your little bougie hat. It's not I mean, because I guarantee he's turned around in his office and he has that jacket on that little hanger right now, don't you? You got that exact jacket I'm talking about, don't you? No, I actually do not have a brown jacket. My jacket is it's gray, tan. and I have
2: a... It's gray, tan. No, it's gray. Same thing. Okay. No, it's not even, no, it's not even close. Okay. I, have, I have two jackets. One's a, a gray peacoat, and the other is a... Uh, I have a, a navy blue peacoat. That's the one I bought today.
0: Okay, man. All right, we'll yeah, get we'll... this guy in a goofy hat.
2: You've been talking to Jesse. Jesse makes fun of the hat.
0: Does he? <laughs> I want to see you inside yeah. with the crowd. I want to see you inside. Just, 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 just pick a level. Come on, go inside. Man.
2: Well, see, the thing is that we're 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 officially we're not allowed to be inside because of television, right?
0: Mm,
2: wow. So if I go inside, generally what I do is I go into the hide lounge and I can go in there and do it. Okay. Uh, but. I don't know if I want to hit my. I should hit my guys because I do not want to be outside. There you free.
0: go. Decision made. There you go. Watch for B Sal tonight. Yeah. To, uh, News three. Don't look for Jesse Merrick. Yes, he'll be nowhere to be found because he'll be uh, kicking back on the couch watching TV. So there you go. Yes, right.
2: yes, yes. No Jesse Merrick. He'll be here tomorrow. All right, right here, B Sal.
0: <laughs> we're going out with the show. Are you ready, my man? Yes. King Tim the Third and the Fatback Band, baby. Here we go. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. Oh, yeah. King Tim the Third. You know this one? <laughs> Come on. No, I do not. I do not know this one. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling out my old 12 inches, baby. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, man. I have a bunch of bad
2: comments. But,
0: yes, I know. Well, well, done, there you go. well done. I'll, I'll let you 12-inch <laughs> records. There you go. That, uh, that was there it back go. in the day. <laughs> b so appreciate you, brother. Be good. We'll see you over the weekend. <laughs> Uh, my man. All right, TC. Appreciate you having me on, man. You and I'm Be good. You got it, Brian Selman. I want to thank Lon Kruger for joining us today. Also, Pete Gillen. We got the two fantastic coaches. Great stuff. Great content. Great information. UNLV Utah State tonight at 8 o'clock. Vegas Gold Knights against the Carolina Hurricanes. Tonight, T-Mobile at 7 o'clock. Uh, pick your poison. Do what you got to do. Oh, because we're going to rock you like a sky zoo. Money won't change. a category not get a witness. Huh. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Do it to Rocky ah, I rock you so viciously. Go check out the website, tcmartinshow.com, because I go on and on to the breaking dog. Say hot butter. What? Say the popcorn.